we're recording. We are. Welcome to Mexicans. Welcome, because we're Mexican. And we can't. I cannot. We cannot. I'm done with you. This is the last episode. <laughs> of the I'm, year. I am finished the last episode of the year, of course. We shall be back. We shall be back. We shall return. In two weeks. But now it's towards the week before Christmas. <laughs> and all through the... Monday. Yeah, because it's... It, 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 I mean, it's December the 23rd when this thing comes out. December the 23rd? Yes. This is, okay, so it's not actually December the 23rd, although it is close to Christmas. It is very close. Yes. Are you ready? Uh, I bugger Christmas, really. I mean, it's just... <laughs> I'm not I'm not a big Christmas no? sore fellow. What not, is your price? Not really. I quite like baking gingerbread. I just had the most amazing gingerbread cookie that I bought at the Superama that's close to your house. Really? Okay. It was like so crumbly and crunchy and delicious. I I quite like gingerbread cookies. I I make I make um my I make these very kind of um Do you know what an alfajor is? Yeah, it's like um it's like two wafers uh with um, caramel. Dulce de leche yeah, inside. Yeah. Milk caramel. Milk caramel. Um, and it's this lovely thing. And it's very traditional to eat them in Argentina and in Peru. And I am half Peruvian. So I make my Christmas version of it, which is gingerbread cookie and a dulce de leche and gingerbread cookie. And the trick is to make the gingerbread cookie as unsweet as possible. So it's more spicy than anything. So it plays against the caramel. It's just fantastic. That that's, fantastic. that's what. It, yeah, I, I, I do. I, I do take charge. I like the eating and the cooking. Like in my family, nobody can cook worth a fuck <laughs> except except me. Except you. My mum is a terrible cook. Fed. How's yeah. your sister about cooking? Terrible. Okay. She doesn't cook really. She's a good baker. Okay. She's, a, she's a very decent baker, but cook, I, like I've never heard of her cooking anything that didn't require just like put vegetables in pan, oil, <laughs> salt, pepper, done. Like done. this is yeah stir fry. She stir fries rather yeah, well, yeah. Uh, but that's not what you cook. And uh, I take care of the Christmas dinner for my family every year. You have plans for this year? Yes, yes, I do. This year I'm going to do um, a brisket okay. in a Cuban. Mojo sauce of, you know, very citrusy and very sweet. And it's going to be very juicy with uh, new potatoes and asparagus. That's going to be the main thing. And then I'm going to do a a, a quiche, a cheese and onion quiche with white wine sauce on top. And for dessert, my cookies and probably a salad and maybe some homemade nougat. I am going to ask for a photo of this to yes. share on our social media. Anywho, yes. let me introduce my co-host. He's not only a great cook, he's also the, that sudden blizzard that will turn over your one-horse open sleigh onto a mountain of brown snow, spooking the horse and forcing you to walk back to your house, fearing hypothermia all the way. It's Luis Augusto. <laughs> That is really good. I like it. Just in time for the holidays. Yes. I have a Christmas one too. Yay. Although I think I did a Christmas one a couple of weeks ago as well, but this one is most Christmassy. Let me introduce my co-host, Martin Leon. If you've ever wondered who the fuck would think an appropriate present is a partridge in a pear tree, Martin Leon had this idea and someone just ran with it. This is my co-host. I, I will also take five golden rings. Where? <laughs> or where five golden where beans. will you take them? Where will you take I, A gentleman never reveals. He's one of the princes prancing. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely one of the princes prancing. I, I never I never remember. Like at one point at one point with that song it just is something, 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 and I'm like, yeah, just stuff. What is it? Um, Piper's piping. Yeah, ladies. Sewing? Is it? Or is it just me? Geese are laying. Geese are laying. And then you have, and then you have five golden rings. And five it's four, golden rings. Four something. Four something. French horns. Four. No, 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 no. It's three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Three French hens, two turtle doves, and yeah. a but partridge it's like in a From four tree. to one, it's uh, birds. So I forget. It's, it's birds. Yeah, you're right. I no, forget. and the geese and are laying. The, the fourth would be the geese are laying. 
four. Five golden rings, four geese are laying, three French hens, two turtle doves. Maybe, yeah. All of them have like a very specific meaning, which okay. I don't care to yeah. find out. Okay, fine. But you're the, the arsehole who said a partridge in a pear tree. I did. I, I did. mean, I, I, I don't... I, did, I wasn't even thinking about it. I just... I'm like, what is this? It's a partridge. I mean, it does sound delicious. It wasn't delicious. even a pear tree, Ruby not. It sounds delicious. It sounds like <laughs> having pigeon. Have you ever had pigeon? I've never had pigeon. It's wonderful. I've had quail. Quail, there you go. Well, it's similar, but pigeon is lovely. It's it's meatier and fattier. It's like really... Okay. I love pigeon, not city pigeon. Although the other day a biologist friend of mine told me that pigeons actually don't carry that many diseases. Like it's it's kind of a myth, the whole rats with wings kind of thing. Is like they well, simply... rats also don't carry that many. No, but they live in the sewers. Like they True. will have yeah. fecal matter on them. True. But pigeons are actually kind of avoiding the moisture, dark disease ridden whatever it is so uh this biologist friend of mine he was like oh no no city uh uh pigeons are quite good to eat i mean you have to was he eating one he wasn't eating he to. wasn't eating one at the moment but he was telling me <laughs> was that, he trying to catch one that a lot of people are going like oh there's an infestation of them and he was like maybe people just should eat them i know that they eat them at my father's village but then they do eat anything um but i i ate roast pigeon at my father's in my father's village for a, for a birthday that somebody had and it was wonderful with uh, bell peppers and onions and that it was, sounds delicious it was like crispy and delicious and you know an animal is as delicious as he is cute i believe this is a rule <laughs> this is a rule this is why i'm very much looking forward to eating penguin and baby seal i think i think they're yeah. going to be wonderful yeah a, a crackling baby seal just like I'm spinning around. Why not? Because I'm not a bear. What, I'm a polar bear? Aren't you, though? I'm not. Aren't you, though? Whenever a guy... So, like, on, like, I just downloaded Tinder again. Oh, fuck. You got Tinder again. Yeah. It's like mono. People just keep... <laughs> people keep falling back. It's like, how many times must you get mono to stop getting mono? <laughs> I need to find the right mono for me. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, so you're back on Tinder. I want to hear about this. Fuck today's episode. I want to hear about your dating much escapades There's lately. not much to say right now. I, I don't Let me live vicariously. Week. I will never be single again if things turn out properly. <laughs> uh, I, I downloaded last week. I've had I've been chatting with like three guys right now. And I'm supposed to be meeting one of them on the weekend. But... Uh, Bears. Bears. Oh, whenever someone like messages me on one of these apps and they're like, oh, you're a sexy bear. I'm like, I'm not a bear, you asshole. I'm not that hairy. I'm not that fat. You're quite hairy. And I don't eat baby seals. But bears are not necessarily fat, are they? Uh, Depends what you're asking. I mean, I've seen bears. They're fluffy because of the hair. Have you ever seen a shaven bear? Like a... Actual bear? A bear or? without, no, a bear I saw a photo once It of a is bear. the most terrifying yes. thing. And they're not even that fat. It's just mostly like Fur. evil leather. Just like evil Would, leather. But it's like, like, I used to have a long haired cat and I had to shave her for the summer because otherwise the fur became completely manageable. And whenever I shaved her for the summer, I realized I had half the cat I thought I did. <laughs> well, that happens to me with my boyfriend too. Uh, <laughs> Have no, you shaved your boyfriend? He's not that hairy, and I've never shaved him. I, so, I, like, I like a natural man. You make me feel you. like a natural woman. Uh, so, what's today's stereotype? Today's stereotype you may not be too familiar with, but we're running out of stereotypes that you racist assholes hold. So we're we're going into more like yeah, I like how these are more Mexican traditions Mexican, or things yeah. from Mexico. Things from Mexico. <laughs> well, the last the last couple of them they were they they've all <coughs> been stereotypes, but now we're doing something Christmassy, and it doesn't get any more Mexican Christmassy than the posadas, las posadas, which literally means the posed ones. The post ones? No. The inn. It means... It's an inn, right? The inns. The yeah, inns. it's called the yeah. inns. And Posada is an inn. Yeah. A motel, if we're being, on, if we're being honest. And... A roadside motel. motel. The roadside motel. The traditional roadside motel of Christmas in Mexico. <laughs> of Bethlehem. Of Bethlehem. And it's all about... You know, here in Mexico, we, we don't just read the Bible. No. We live the Bible. We so cosplay the Bible. So come Easter... People will actually crucify a man 
Not with actual nails, as far as I'm aware. No. But everything else is real. Very real. Like the, like the whipping. Been, the whipping. There's been uh, at, there, there's been situations in which like the man playing injured. Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, I mean, he, he not only does he get injured, but he gets injured to the point where like they need to bring him out and like give him medical attention. Well, yeah. If only the real Jesus had that option. Like, <laughs> oh, Tullius. <laughs> I do believe the Jew is in need of medical attention. Do fetch the medic. And it's an old-time medic, so just a guy with jars of um, what you leeches. Need is, what you need is to be bled. <laughs> just a Let's get to this right now. Where is your prepuce? Oh, right. <laughs> I'm sorry, there's nothing to be done. My entire medicine is based around prepuces. That's just... And leeches. And leeches. Leeches and prepuces. Yes. That's that is village and song. other poems by Maya Angelou. Now, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. so for Easter we have that, but for Christmas we have uh, the reenactment of the birth of Jesus Christ. Not really the birth, though. We do the reenactment of Joseph and Mary yes. going to all the inns in the in the in Bethlehem. Asking for a place to sleep because she was about to to to, 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 birth. to, to replicate herself. Um, to replicate well, yeah, she was like about a starfish. To, yeah. Well, you know, there was no father. So it doesn't get more hermaphroditic, asexual reproduction than this. It wasn't so much a birth as it was a very severe case of mitosis. <laughs> the fuck am I saying? I imagine Some, I love doing this with you. Yes. <laughs> Why, why am I not regularly this funny? I need you to tell me to be... No, but what we do is that we do a recreation of... There's two parts of it. So basically, first of all, that you'll get an invitation to the Posada, which is basically a Christmas party. There'll be yeah. booze and food, really good food, and lovely a Christmas piñata. punch and a piñata with... <coughs> basically filled with fruit. Yeah. I mean, now they'll put candy in it. No, but it's... The traditional one's like... The fruit. traditional one's They'll fruit. give you an actual lump of dirty uh, sugar cane. Yes. To suck on. I love that. I love sugar <coughs> cane. I love sugar, sugar cane. cane. I love sugar cane, but I don't like it when it's just that raw. I like the little bits of sugar cane you get in the punch. Yeah. Because you get to chew them and it's just like... Yeah. You'll get the invitation and go to the party. There's two... Uh, gangs you can join, basically, as they sing the Posada. There's the gang that is supposed to represent Jesus and... Sorry, not Jesus, but Mary. Mary, Mary and Joseph. Joseph. And they're like, please let us okay. sing. There's a, there's a whole song for this, My and it's really long. My life is cold. We are looking for a hotel, and we can't find it. Oh, no, no, no. And then so the, people the people inside, inside go, Get. This is not like a free place. Just keep on going. I'm not going to let you in. After you go, I'll be the wall. And then the people outside go, don't be a motherfucker. Can't you see my wife is pregnant? She's about to burst open. And the devil will rape you. And then the people inside go. Come on. Uh, this, this is at another house. And we're not going to let you in either. Just keep on going. I can hear that you are brown. <laughs> As, and then Joseph and Mary go, gee, no, not Jesus, obviously not born yet. Like, <laughs> they haven't even chosen the Jewish. Name. The Jewish is like, you're such a mashuga. <laughs> I told you people in Bethlehem, they were a bunch of assholes. <laughs> Where am I going to birth? <laughs> And it goes on. I love Maria as an angry Jewish mom. She's just like, oh, you, you schmuck. And then after you do this at several houses, at one of them, you're going to be like, okay, the thing is, it's either one house or several houses. But then at the end, you have <coughs> the people going inside. Come in, come in. Saintly people, saintly yeah. people. We're going to give you a place to rest. Because since you are Mary and Joseph, now I know you. We're going to let you sleep over here. 
But they forget to mention that the people who actually let them in, they send them to sleep with the animals. Yeah. So it's like, there should be a little extra thing going. But if you thought I was going to give you my bed, you can fuck right off. You see where that donkey's shitting. That will be your place of rest today. Have a good birth. Goodbye. And it's just... Have a good birth. Have a good <laughs> Come on. This was a farmyard animal assisted birth. Yes. Like... Even for that time, medical, you know, medical healthcare was, you know. I think, I mean, I don't think he would have gotten any better medical healthcare anywhere else. In the US, probably not. Uh, If you keep going the way you're going, people in the US, a donkey will be assisting your birth very soon. There's a movie called The Star, which is a CGI animated movie about the birth of Christ. The movie Jesus. About the birth of Christ. About this story, basically. About Mary and Joseph looking for a place to... And the whole story about this, like, one soldier who's uh, chasing after them. And this... Sorry. This donkey that saves them, basically, from being murdered by this one centurion that was the one person that was sent. And then you have Oprah Winfrey uh, voicing a camel of the three wise men. <clears throat> a camel of the three wise men. Yes. Oh, we forgot about the three wise men. Yeah, that was the three. And then the three wise men, yeah, and, and there's a whole, you know, party and the posadas as but well. But the, the thing with the, the posada is that this this song, I mean, sometimes it is just the one house, but in my, when I lived in Guadalajara, uh, like the neighborhood posada, uh, we did the whole uh, cosplay. Well, I mean, we I dressed as Joseph, uh, and I must have been like 12 at the time. I dressed up as Joseph, and then they dressed another one of the girls in the neighborhood as Maria. And and I got, like, a beard painted, and I had to dress as Joseph. <coughs> and so uh, we went from house to house singing a different verse of this song. Yeah. And, like, each person got a candle. So we had oh, the candle. Because yeah. you force a five-year-old child to carry a candle that is constantly burning his little hand <laughs> as a reminder of the pain that our Lord Jesus Christ went through when he was coming out of his mummy's vajayjay. The, the holy vajayjay, if you will. The holy vajayjay. The holy vajayjay. <laughs> you know, he wasn't half a pigeon, as you would have expected. You know, that, that would have made sense. It's like, I love Jesus. Mary lovely was supposed to have been 15 when she had Jesus. Which was very old. At the time, yeah. And for Jewish people. I mean, it's just... <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah. I mean... So, I was dressed as Joseph. This girl was dressed as Maria. They managed to rent a pony out of somewhere. So, she was riding the pony. And I had to... Uh, I had to like pull the pony. Two children handling an animal. Great. Well, we, we were surrounded by girls, but it was like the most annoying thing because I didn't know this girl. This girl didn't know me, but we were supposed to be like you know, we'd be holding hands, and we didn't want to hold hands. And then like at well, <laughs> she became a lesbian, and I became a gay. Uh, and then like we went through like ten houses, and my house five, the pony was over it. He was like, no. <laughs> I'm not going to walk anymore. Like, you can keep on going, but this is as far as I go. <clears throat> I could, this was where? Guadalajara. If it was Guadalajara, one of the neighbors must have been like, if this pony will not cooperate, let's just shoot it. Let's give it, <laughs> let's give it a good death. Let's just, let's put it out of its misery. Like, <laughs> you'll, we'll turn it into glue. Glue. Yes, exactly. We'll turn him into glue and we'll use him to paste the baby Jesus that we've just dropped. <laughs> Dropping the baby Jesus. So finally, when we arrived at the place where the posada was, where the actual party was, that's when like, they let us in and they're supposed to be like this very joyous thing. And yeah, then <coughs> then you get punch and you get food and that's amazing. It was, um, it was an awkward moment between you and Mary. Yes. I kind of... I like to think that it was awkward for Ma- for the real, actual Mary and Joseph because Joseph's still not buying the whole virgin birth thing. He's just, he's just like, well, I'm supposed, I guess. Like if I must. I guess if you what? say it's what? God's child. What is Joseph was gay, and he like he's like this is perfect. I don't need to get a pregnant. <laughs> She's my beard. Exactly. Like yeah, no one's gonna just no like mine. No one's ever gonna wonder. And exactly. if anyone tells me, but why don't? Why doesn't Jesus have any brothers? Like everyone's having tons of children. Why? Why do you think he's gonna live? And you're like, well, not for long. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, it's just a little birdie told me. A little birdie, a little told white me. pigeon. He's not long for this world, <laughs> this Jesus. But yeah, and I uh, do you do you go to posadas regularly still? I mean, I go to Christmas parties. <coughs> not the, the same thing. I know they call them posadas now. Like they call posada every single uh, Christmas party. If it's alcohol and it's near Christmas, it's a posada. But, uh, like, for example, the, the, the party we're going to have with my friend's son, December 14th, we call it our posada. But it's just a Christmas party. Yeah. It's a, we don't do any of the singing. We don't, you know, like, the whole thing on the posada is at some point, you do have this thing uh, where you do the whole singing from, like, outside the door and inside the door. <clears throat> And then you also have uh, you have a piñata usually, and the piñata is one of it's it's the traditional Mexican piñata with the it's made of clay. It's made of clay, and it has the paper combs, and it usually has seven of the paper combs because each one represents a capital sin. For some reason, no, because you break it. All right, you break the sins, and then you use them to collect your candy. But does it matter which sin you get? Well, I don't think they're labeled. Yeah, one no. of them is shaped like a penis. The other... And that's love. That's the, <laughs> and that's pride. Yeah, it's huge. One, like one is shaped like a hamburger. <laughs> no, pardon me. I, I correct. One is shaped like the hamburglar from McDonald's. <laughs> and that represents gluttony and greed. So it's like, you can have a six-pointed star as well. Very Jewish. So it's... They, they, no, you're supposed to break this. I remember, like, uh, these days, a lot of parents are, like, very concerned for the safety of their children. So they don't do the clay uh, piñata anymore. No. Because I remember a piece of clay actually falling on my face when I was very little. Oh. And I bled. But that didn't stop me from getting a tangerine and a piece of dirty sugar cake. <laughs> because that's what you got in the piñata back then. And um, I, the last posada I attended was, um, this was... Last year? Was it last year? Last year or the year before? I think it was last year. And uh, this friend of ours, this friend of... Uh, I used to work with this woman who moved to uh, New Zealand. But she she's Mexican. And her family, they have this beautiful, amazing house way up in the um, Ajusco, which is a, a mountain, well, a volcano. South of the city. South of the city. Um, and the, this mountain gets quite cold in the yes. winter. So... Um, when we were work, when we were co-workers, we would go and we would do the posada. And, and she returned from New Zealand for a while, and she said, "Let's do it again." And there is a reason why grown-ups drink, because <laughs> it's so fucking cold. And of course, I was one of the assholes outside. So instead of going from house to house, because there, there wasn't there weren't any houses houses nearby, you go from window to window around the house. So the, the kitchen window, and now the living room window, and now the bathroom <laughs> window, and you're like. Jesus Christ, just let us in because it's so fucking cold. And you're holding your hand close to the candle because it's seriously freezing off. And when they finally let you in, when they finally let you in, you're like, yeah, I get what Mary and Joseph were bitching about. Like, these people are assholes. Like, seriously, who doesn't let a pregnant... Well, well no, I see their point, actually. I mean... <laughs> I, mean if, 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 I like it. You're like, I can see the point. Uh, you're like, well, you know... I'm, I'm on the fence. You're both citing. I'm, I'm on the fence about the whole thing. You're, you're on the fence seeing, like, on the one hand, pregnant woman, on the other hand, warmth. And but, also stranger pregnant woman. It's like, oh, go tell your story someplace else. What do you mean, the son of God? So on the one hand, pregnant woman. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure how open I would be Literally, to letting a, a, a woman standing outside my door saying, look, you have to let me in because I'm about to give birth to the Son of God. And I would be like, I thought we were all the children of God. Like, <laughs> what are you on about, woman? Like, you, 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 you're here to preach or are you here like, to so give you, birth? So, you, so you're telling me you had sex. You're telling me you had sex. And she's God. like, no, no. I just woke up one day and an angel enunciated... The fact that I would give birth to the son of God. Right. And you're like, yeah, but like... Did he say anything else? Yeah, anything else? Anything about... Is he you know, any messages like, for me? Any message? Yeah. Like, is Has he it, seen is, my grandma? He's very self-involved. He could have told you, I don't know, like, is this drought going to stop? Exactly. Like, we're in the middle of a fucking desert woman and all that this angel cares about is your birth. Like, why? <laughs> why? Why Why? are pregnant women so smug and so self-involved? <laughs> 
<laughs> Mary Pregnant was women are smug. Oh, oh, what was? Oh, I had forgotten about this song. This song, but yes, maybe Mary was the OG self-involved woman. Like, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to put out your cigarette that you're smoking in the middle of the fucking park. Where it's nice and outside, not in a building, you're going to have to put it out because I am sustaining life here. And I'm like, Mary, fuck off. Like, <laughs> seriously. Yes. On to our main topic yes. of the evening, which is... Christmas movies. Christmas movies. The Christmas movies that we watched when we were young. Um, Christmas movies are not a thing anymore, have you noticed? No, they are. Maybe. Are they? Or maybe I've just stopped I, I mean, just stopped Disney Plus came out with Noel with, uh, what's her face? What is Noel? <clears throat> Christmas, I know, but like... Disney Plus came out with this, uh, Noel, which is Anna Kendrick. It, you know how there's so many movies about, uh, Santa Claus as a brother, or Santa Claus as blah blah blah. This is Santa Claus' sister. And it's played by Anna Kendrick... And she has to save Christmas. He has a young sister then. Yes. Because Santa Claus is very, very, very old. Like what? Yeah, 18? but it's a whole thing where they're supposed to be immortal for some reason. Like, there's a Vince Vaughn movie with uh, Paul Giamatti as Santa Claus, which is called... Why haven't I seen this? Paul Giamatti is Santa Claus. I yes. have to see this. And he's like a very stressed out Santa Claus. Well, he would be. <laughs> Paul Giamatti. He's not going to be like this really laid back... Non-neurotic. But he's like immortal. Uh, And so all of his family is immortal too. And Vince Vaughn is his younger brother who is kind of a... Who has been... Who's been, you know, coasting through life because he's immortal and he's Santa Claus' brother. He doesn't need to do shit. Uh, He lives in New York, I'm sure. And something happens. Blah, blah, blah. Let's save Christmas. And they save Christmas. So let's begin with... It's always about saving Christmas. What was the your favorite Christmas movie growing up? If you had any, my favorite Christmas movie growing up. I don't think that I had one. Seriously, I mean, I liked Home Alone well enough, and I, <coughs> and I was usually in reruns uh, during Christmas. Um, the No Miracle on Thirty-first Street, not really. Oh, it was I, a cute movie. I but. liked it when I was young, although. Like, I saw it when I was maybe 25 later on. And there's this whole thing where they very much imply that Santa is a pedophile. Yeah. And I was like, holy mother of fuck. Like, this is a dark turn. Matilda is innocent. Why are you doing this to this poor girl? And and then Santa Claus turns turns out to be real. It was like reconciling. It was the, the... Cynicism of the 90s meets the naivete of childhood. You know, it was like the mother who was like, oh, there's no such thing as Santa Claus. And I'm like, she's right, though. I mean, woman has a point. She doesn't need to, you know, teach her child that gifts are just going to show up at her door. I don't I don't think I had a favorite Christmas movie until I saw Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I never saw it. A lot of people don't like it, and a lot of people say that it's really over the top, and it is. And it has to be. I mean... Have you read the book? Yes. Uh, but I loved it. And I, yeah. I, I, I think <coughs> it's a great adaptation. I think it's funny. It has some really funny lines. Jim Carrey is amazing. Jim Carrey is great in it. Uh, although Jim Carrey had to uh, train... Like, it took like six hours to put on the whole... Uh, bodysuit yes. for it. So, uh, he basically, he basically had like a coach who like coached people who were in torture in Guantanamo, uh, to live through. So thank you, Jim Carrey, for going through that for Are a you movie. Are serious? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's an interview with Graham Norton where he explains it. Uh, and, and it has some really, some really cool lines. And, uh, there, there's some amazing uh, clips from that movie in which he's like, it's like I can't even go to the Christmas party. So he looks at his uh, at his day planner. It's like 9 a.m. loathing myself. Can't miss that. 10 a.m. lunch with myself. I can't miss that. I just keep on going. Oh, that sounds that sounds. Fun. I'm gonna watch that. I like it. When I was growing up, I think my favorite was um, a Christmas Carol, as told by Disney. I thought that was just. Brilliant! Like I love those movies. Was like every Disney character is someone else. Yeah. So it's like Scrooge McDuck is Ebenezer Scrooge, and um, there's you know Mickey is the um, the worker. I can't remember his name. 
uh, who's working for Scrooge? Because it it's both Donald. Because Donald, Donald being yeah. uh, Scrooge's uh, nephew, uh, he he also has like a, a important part. Um, like the trio, which is uh, Goofy, Mickey, and Goofy Donald. is uh, Marlowe. Who is like, Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> and it was really dark. Like that, A Christmas Carol is a really dark story because it's all about the regrets you have from life. And, you know, when he turns, it's, you know, Pete is death. He's the, the ghost of Christmas future. And he's just like, no one's coming to your funeral and so on. But it's such a good story. I remember like Scrooge McDuck just waking up. It's like, there's still time. I can still correct it. And I was just like filled with the Christmas spirit. I'm not going to lie. It was so good. And then, of course, came my favorite Christmas movie of all time, which also dubs as my favorite Halloween movie of all time, which is A Nightmare Before Christmas. Amazing. This is just beautiful everything about this movie is just perfect but there's some people that don't consider it a Christmas movie why would you consider it a Christmas movie well first of all because Jack Skellington literally puts on Santa's suit and delivers the presents (laughs) how can it get more Christmassy than that true like he is actually my favourite cinema Santa Claus like he's just so out of water so like what the fuck and like his his sleigh is a uh, coffin being pulled by skeleton skeletal reindeer. reindeer, but it's just like I like how it's a story about him losing something, and he's just like he's not happy anymore, and he's got this wonderful song. By the way, uh, the vocals for Jack were sung by actually sung by the great Danny Elfman. He sang the part, and he's got you know the um, Jack's lament where he's in front of the moon and he's at this hill that is like spiral is just and like, oh. for Christmas it's per- it's like this perfect uh, mix of story uh, visual design uh, music comedy comedy uh, kidnap the Sandy Claus my favorite Christmas song of all time it's just this is what I would sing to Santa Claus if I ran into like kidnap the Santa Claus, put him in a box. We I didn't just, mention him last episode, but Oogie Boogie is part of the uh, Disney roster of is villains. Is he? Yes. Ooh, then Oogie Boogie is a really good villain. Oogie Boogie is an amazing villain, He's and he has a great song. Speaking of very, songs. very, very good song. He was scary. I like he, he was scary, and I like how you never saw him really until you actually saw him. And the design is amazing. Like his because he's this burlap sack, and because you first first you see him in the shadow of the moon. Yeah, he's it's a foreshadowing literally <laughs> because he's like I'm the shadow, and he doesn't name himself. He's yeah. just the shadow, but he's oogie boogie. And then uh, then you see him, and he's just this huge burlap sack. And then when he gets defeated. You find out he's filled with bugs. It's everything that terrifies you. But the thing is, it's everything that terrifies you in a movie where you've already lost the fear to a lot of things. Yeah. Because the witches are funny. The vampires are funny. The, you know, the uh, the mayor that changes his face. The two-faced mayor. The werewolf. The werewolf. Yeah, everything is meant to be cute, macabre. Yes. And then he is just evil and dark and just like twisted things I really love it and I love the the artistic direction of like he goes into the forest and he goes into the Christmas town and the colors change and everything changes and just like seeing Jack in a different light and wearing the suit and everything didn't you ever wish that you could have visited uh, the other towns like what Thanksgiving town no thanks (laughs) St. Valentine's no town Uh, Easter town no uh, there's St. Patrick there's a St. Patrick is there a St. Patrick that must have been fun well St. Patrick was not really a funny guy well, St. Patrick was just a really really like fundamentalist Catholic well, yeah but you don't go into Christmas town and see you know Mary and Joseph looking for a place to stay that would have been so much fun <laughs> actual Christmas town like Bethlehem the year zero <laughs> it's just like the Romans have taken all over Galilee what are we gonna do about the Romans and then, the skeleton man and you're like no why are so many people so crucified of, around here so, so <laughs> impersonating Santa Claus Jack Skellington impersonates Jesus Christ and again Tullius is like I can't nail this motherfucker <laughs> 
It just goes through the arms. It goes through the bones. Ah, <laughs> uh, that would have been a, that would have been a good a good. But that's the, yeah. Also, like what what other Catholic holiday we could have gone into? Uh, well, e- like Easter Town would have been the death of the Jesus. The death of yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, maybe you could have like I don't know what other what other Catholic important Catholic holidays. Okay. Lent Town, <laughs> where people are just eating fish. <laughs> Denying themselves the pleasure. That would have been so. That's why I'm saying St. Patrick's uh, door was to be fun because it's obviously the more modern celebration of St. Patrick's Day and not so just leprechauns drinking. Yes, Irish people drinking. Yes, so, just you know, redheaded. People. You can visit that. a whole bunch of shirts going "Kiss me, I'm Irish." I think that's just Dublin. I mean, just, <laughs> you can just go to Dublin and have the same experience. I'm pretty sure you don't have to imagine. Uh, I think I, I think at some point they were they were they, one of the doors was birthday town. Seriously? Maybe. Maybe birthday I'm making this up, this up. Or maybe, maybe. Let's let's Google it. Let's Google it. What 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 Mexican holiday? Dia de Dia de la Virgen de Guadalupe town. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, by the way, yeah. A date of recording. Tomorrow is Christmas when this yeah. is released. We're recording. The holiday doors. Okay, the holiday doors. Here are the, the holiday doors that we can see. Um, we have, oh God, this is Pinterest. Fuck off. No, I hate Pinterest. I hate everything it stands for. It's like, here's an idea for a shelf. Fuck you. But without I, Pinterest, we wouldn't have a shelf. <laughs> I, I get my shelves at a shop. Okay. Here are the doors that you can see. You can see Halloween, Christmas, Easter, Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, Thanksgiving, and Independence Day. Independence Day. Which Independence is what I wonder? Yeah. There should, there should be like... Just people shooting each other is just like... Well, what else is it going to be? <laughs> what other holidays could there be? Um, Revolution Day here in Mexico. Day of the Dead. Day Dole. of the Dead. Which is Coco. Coco, yeah, pretty much just Coco. And then he would have just gone in and be like, this is just a lot of people like me who are pony. Independence Day is just a banner with some stars on it, predictably. Then there's Thanksgiving, which is a turkey. Turkey. Then St. Valentine's, which is a heart. Then there's the Easter egg. And then there's the pumpkin of Halloween. And And you do get to meet the Easter bunny. Yes. In the movie. Yes. Yes. Briefly. Briefly. But yes. Uh, so basically, yeah, that's my favorite Christmas movie. I, I don't really care for um, Home Alone. I think it was like, I don't know. I don't like Macaulay Culkin. He's, he was never likable to me. He was kind of this smug idiot. And just like, and the parents are just like psychopaths. They're psychopaths. I mean, it's, it's Catherine or O'Hara. I cannot complain about Catherine. O'Hara. Yeah, I can. I can. Like, I mean, it isn't... I, I did you did you ever watch a Christmas story, the one with the kid who wants a rifle for Christmas? No, a kid who wants a rifle, like a BB gun. I'm gonna go ahead and guess this is an American film. It is an American film, Surprising. and it's like it's part of like it's very it's like a it's like a '80s movie that is uh, has a nostalgia for the '50s, and it was like the quintessential Christmas movie, but. Uh, what they say is like basically, this was before you could choose what Christmas movie you wanted to watch. So you had to. So this movie was on reruns. Uh, so every family had it like on the TV as, <coughs> as background noise uh, because it's a movie you don't really have to watch. You know, like once you watched it, it's like it. Um, and on that vein, there's several movies that sort of have become Christmas traditions, um, especially in the US. But that they're really bad, sort of like that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer stop-motion movie. Never saw it. Never? No. I remember, <laughs> this movie was terrible, the one about with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh. What's the uh, name? El Prometido. Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way. Which is just, I, I like how it was, it tried to say something about consumerism, but in the end it just celebrated it. Yeah. In the end it was just like... Buy the toy. You should have bought the toy. That's the thing with all Christmas movies. Because on the one hand, they want to be like the important thing about the Christmas is family and whatever. But especially when it's like things for children, they're also very much pushing a... Buy toys. 
But I like I like that movie. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I like the the Schwarzenegger movie because it was clearly made for the parents. Yeah, it was the comedy was all aimed at the parents and how everyone just lost it over the the presents. And I, my parents never really lost it over the presents because I never wanted something fashionable. I was never the kind of kid who was like, I want the new whatever. I was just like, I want another night of the Zodiac doll. Yeah. When I was very little. And then I got into board games and books. So I just asked for board games and books. So it was very easy. Like, I, I pretty much, I can imagine my father's embarrassment. He was in the, in line at the supermarket. And, uh, all the other kids were like, oh yeah, the Dragon Ball, something, whatever. And my father was like, a brand new chess set. <laughs> like, this is what my kid wants. Chinese checkers. That's, that's all it is. Is your child from the 30s, sir? Yes. Well, Well, <laughs> sort of. I mean, I do live in a Great Depression. <laughs> There you go. Um, when did you find out that Santa was... I'm sorry, maybe I'm spoiling this for you. But when did you find out that Santa wasn't real? Did they ever tell you that blatant lie? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, they did. Must have been around 10. Yeah, probably Did you 10. cry? No. I know a lot of people who cried. Yeah, no, no. Uh, my sister had been born at the time, so my parents told me, and immediately I became the person that had to distract her so the gifts could get under the tree. Um, and I enjoyed that part. I like. I think it, it's nice to become part of. You become that for someone else. Um, I, I, my sister did cry when she found out, but that was kind of a more harrowing. Well, not more harrowing, but what my sister found out because we were in Monterrey. I think I've told the story here too already, but we were in, we went to Monterrey and my brother forgot to bring the gifts. Uh, he was supposed to put the gifts in the car. He, like I had, was supposed to put my sister in the car and then my brother would put the gifts in the, in the trunk and he totally forgot. And so when, Christmas morning came, I, my parents had bought my, my sister, because my sister wanted a Furby for that, that was the, the year of the Furby, which I think was also the kind of... The year of the Furby, it's kind of like the year of the monkey. Next year is the year of my Chinese, uh, zodiac sign. Which is? The rat. The rat. Uh, so Pokemon is going, is getting ready to market Pikachu out of the, like even more out of the wazoo than they usually do. Really? Yeah. Um, so my parents bought like her, like a small Barbie doll and like clothes for the Barbie doll. So when my sister woke up, she saw the Barbie doll and her face immediately fell and she came back to bed because we were sharing a bed and she, she started crying and I told her, don't worry, I'm pretty sure your Furby is back in Guadalajara because Santa Claus must have. Man. Lies were just all over the place back then. And she kept on crying and she said, no, I think I was really bad this year. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, what did you do? No, and I told her, no, I'm sure. I'm, I told her, I promise your Furby is at the house. Because I had seen the Furby. It was a really cute black and white one. And I said, how do you know? And I'm like, because I saw it. And then she went, well, my sister cried as well. I didn't. She found the presents. Oh, she no. was snooping around the house. I don't know what she was looking for. And she went into this, like, bathroom that nobody ever used. So it was like a storage space. And she found the gifts. And she came up to me. And I, I remember I was playing uh, my SNES. I was just so happy playing. And she was like, Luis. And she was just like, like was her world crisis. had been shattered. Her world had been shattered. She was like, Luis, Santa is not real. Our parents have... The presents. And obviously then I knew that some asshole in her year had told her the truth. Yeah. Because seriously, there's always the asshole. Always. So I told her like, okay, it's fine. And she's like, it's not fine. And she was crying the whole afternoon. And then when my parents came home, I told her, you know, Maida found the, the gifts. And they uh, they said, oh, fuck. It was like, yeah, okay. Well, not that, but, you know. And I said, I'm still getting my presents, right? I mean, it's just, this, this doesn't change anything about our previous arrangement of me receiving gifts. And you... Yeah, what's happening? And you pretending you didn't give them to me. Like, no, so so I don't have gifts. to be... I don't have to be grateful. Because it wasn't you. <laughs> fuck you. 
when I finished at my Christian school, uh, he didn't teach his, well, he didn't tell his kids about Santa Claus because, um, that's not real. Because Santa is not real like Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. Because, like, here in Mexico, I don't know if this happens in the U.S., but in Mexico, my cousins from the north of the country, they didn't get the gifts from Santa Claus, but from baby Jesus. Yeah. Um, and some people get it from the three wise men. But that's later. That's in January. I got visited by both uh, Santa Claus and the, and the three wise men in Jesus January. didn't bring you anything? Jesus never brought me a thing. What an thing. arsehole. I know. What an well, arsehole. a baby, you know. Well, yeah, that, that's why it always... Uh, it was very strange to me because my father... He's Spanish. So in Spain, Santa is not a thing. Santa is not. And they know of him. They know of him. And, you know, the, they do they do put put up Christmas decorations featuring him. But he doesn't bring you anything. He's just this fat guy from America. And a jolly you, man. If you've seen one, you've seen them all. He's like, oh, right. That guy. But then the three wise men in Spain are the big thing. The three wise men. Which makes sense because they actually brought gifts. They brought so gold. They Mur. brought myrrh and incense. Incense, that's right. Myrrh. Myrrh. I love saying myrrh. <laughs> it's like, what did, what did you get? And then you just do an impression of a farmyard animal just going, I got myrrh. <laughs> yep, that's what you get. Uh, myrrh was actually quite expensive back then. But anyway, it was an essential oil. It was okay. like, uh, yeah, a, a perfume. And <laughs> well, you know, with a baby, you well, yeah, definitely need like, some perfume. Baby powder? Well, we don't have any, but how about I rub some myrrh on his ass? Just like, it's like, wow, his ass really smells like very oriental. Very, it's just like, what is that? Well, that's the combination of Jesus' shit and myrrh. And it's a wonderful combination. By Lancôme. Now, um... Spain. Spain. And my mum was, my mum is from Peru. And in Peru, it's all about Santa. So in my house, I got Santa and I got the three wise men. Usually Santa would bring the more whimsical gifts of the toys and the things. And yeah. the, the, the three wise men would bring things like socks and clothes, which was just my parents doing their job and disguising it as a big deal. Yeah. It's like, so basically you're doing your job. But um, my neighbors, they got visited by the baby Jesus because my neighbor's mum was from the north of the country. She was, uh, she's actually from El Paso, Texas, but she uh, lived in, in Juarez for most of her life uh, before she moved down here. So it was very strange, like going out is like, oh, look at the bike that Santa brought me. And they were like, look at the bike that Jesus brought me. And we all looked at each other like, somehow we will never be friends. <laughs> this is a philosophical difference that cannot be surmounted. It's just well. In my case, it was my it was my family, my cousins. So I remember, since I was one of the younger cousins, um, and the older cousins just already knew that Santa Claus didn't exist, and they just wanted me to like go to bed so they could uh, fuck off without the younger cousin, you know, cramping their style. Like they would like distract me for some seconds, and then like since Santa Claus came for came. Before baby Jesus, the my gifts will be on would be under the tree when I when I came back and was like oh my god Santa's here like we need to wait for baby Jesus but you should go to sleep so I would go to bed and then like all of the toys for my cousins and they would just play with my so you got the, the Santa presents in the evening I got I got them like a it must have been like after dinner after dinner yeah, yeah my family wasn't like the whole go to sleep my parents knew that was not going to fly with us like it was like we may as well just go we had to go to mass though. Yeah, me too. That was just, it was the one time a year everyone was required to go to Mass. Yes. Because my parents knew that if I was going to sit through Mass, there better be some fucking presents that, that there better be a reward. by the time I gave back. So we went to Mass and my parents did the whole thing of like, oh yeah, let's go. And they pretended that nothing was happening, but then they would like light up the light, the, the whole decorations and yeah, so well, on yeah. without, yeah, and it was great. I told you about this. I'm becoming repetitive. I'm old. Yeah, me too. Well. Anywho, <laughs> when we talk about Christmas movies, yes. is there a Christmas movie you've seen that you hate besides Home Alone? I don't like the Christmas movies that involve animals because like... Uh, especially, no, you know what? I don't like Christmas movies that are just uh, an excuse for a sequel. Like The Beauty and the Beast. Magical Christmas or whatever the fuck that was. But yeah, sure. There is... Magical Christmas. Like, uh, the Christmas movies that are just gratuitous ways to churn out something else. Like, the, the Pokemon Christmas is, is just... The Pokemon Christmas? Yes. I like the, the you know, the, these, uh, these movies that want to talk about Christmas, but they're like... 
let's ignore the fact that this has to do with the birth of Jesus Christ. You know, like, this is just a thing we do in December. It's about the holidays, not necessarily yeah. about Jesus. Um, I hated uh, the Santa Claus with an E at oh, the end. Yeah, with uh, this guy. Uh, Tim Allen. Woody, Tim Allen, yeah. Tim Allen. It was just awful. I remember how awful it was. I like the part where Santa dies. That was funny. <laughs> that was genuinely a funny, funny death. But then the whole thing of I have to become Santa Claus and I'm getting fat. And there were two sequels to that movie. Seriously? Yeah, there was there was Santa Claus 2 where he needs to get a wife. Otherwise, he loses his Wasn't place. he married? He has to leave his wife to go to the North Pole. But then he has to, go, has to get a wife. But then he needs to get another wife. Is the North Pole in the Middle East? <laughs> I'm sorry, but... Is it? Um... And then Santa Claus 3, he needs to fight Jack Frost, as played by Alan Cumming. I know this from the trailer. It sounds great on paper. But and then... this, this year we had a CGI uh, Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I don't know who voices the Grinch in this movie. Never saw But I, I, I do not see how they could top the perfection that is. The, the, I mean, the thing in the How the Grinch Stole Christmas... First of all, you have, a so- you have a song by Faith Hill, who is my country diva, next to Shania Twain. Um, what? No. Uh, Taylor Swift? I was thinking. Dolly Parton. Re- uh, Dolly Parton or Reba McIntyre. Oh no? my God, there's so many yeah. country divas. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, Faith Hill, but you need to scoot down a little. Uh, they have some really funny lines. Jim Carrey's amazing. There's this character... Um, that ends up being the Grinch's love interest, which is this very sensual, this very like, um, this very Jessica Rabbit type character, right? Uh, who is in a in a fight with uh, the the mom of the main girl to decorate, to have the best decoration in the street, and she has this cannon that shoots out Christmas lights. Oh, that's amazing! Oh, you know what I like? I like the uh, Rise of the Guardians movie. I know it's too good. Does Although, that count? I think so. There's a Santa Claus. I love that Santa Claus. I love the whole thing of Santa Claus being Russian mm-hmm. and having the naughty and nice in, in tattooed in his arms. Like, I, I think it was Although it is really weird funny. that the Tooth Fairy is a hummingbird. Well, is that the only weird thing in that movie? Well, it's just yeah. like, in, in a movie full of weird, like Jack Frost being this guy... Who drowned. Who drowned in a freezing... Hashtag spoiler alert. Hashtag spoiler alert. And then I remember that I once looked at a list someone made of the most uh, lusted after fictional characters of the last 10 years. And apparently Jack Frost is one of them. Yeah. Uh, People have a thing for them. If you had been on Tumblr, I... And he gets shipped a lot with... Santa Claus... In the, in the same universe, yes. Okay. But he gets uh, another... Elsa? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, wow. I was just yeah. I was just guessing. Well, yeah, you know. They... Elsa, Jack Frost, and Iceman from the X-Men have a threesome. Well. It was cool. <laughs> it was really cool. <laughs> there you go. I like that movie. I like I like the, the idea of Santa being this badass kind of... And the elves being completely... Idiots. idiots. They're, they're, they're idiots, but he's like, oh, I'm losing my mind. It was very much the same mechanic of uh, Gru and the Minions, but I really liked that movie as Christmas and having the whole thing of... But I never quite bought the idea of Jack Frost becoming a guardian. Like, what's his holiday? It's just he makes it snow. And people snow are days. Sure. But here's the thing. What about Brazil? They get no guardian. No. At all. They get they, they have a special guardian for the what's the name for the festival. The, um, for the carnival. For the carnival, thank you. It's a drag queen. <laughs> That's her name, drag yeah. queen. She's a drag queen that died tragically, trampled by by other drag queens. <laughs> she became the guardian of the carnival. Yes, everyone was like, free wigs! And she got trampled. And she's the guardian of of Brazil. Yeah, and I like how the Easter Bunny is Australian. Yeah. For some reason. For some reason. And he's voiced by Hugh Jackman, which is just hilarious. And Alec Baldwin voices Santa Claus, which is great. But he's not called Santa Claus, right? He's called... Um, Saint Nick or something Saint like Nick or something, yeah. They all get like these weird... There's a new Netflix movie about Santa Claus called Claus. 
There's a Krampus. Do you enjoy the horror themed Christmas movies? I've never seen a single horror film uh, unless Nightmare Before Christmas. Comes. There was one uh, called where there's an evil Santa Claus that kills people. Futurama. I love that Santa Claus. Yeah. The robot Santa Claus is just. Speaking of John Goodman. It was John Goodman who voiced him? I'm pretty sure. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god, I love him even more. And he has some of the best lines. The, what, Robot Santa Claus? Yeah. That's so good. I'm gonna stick coal so far up your ass, you're gonna be coughing up diamonds. Oh, no, it's just so... <laughs> he is hilarious. I remember the reveal scene of Santa Claus just going like, shh, 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 and everyone's hiding from him. And Fry is like, but why is everyone hiding? And then his eyes turn around and he's like this evil, just like, ah! Oh. I love Chestnuts roasting. I'm gonna open fire. It's just so good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I, you know what about uh, the Home Alone movies always bothered me that the two movies were way too similar. Like they both have. Yeah. Like, first of all, it's like it's hard to believe that they left the kid at home, but fine. And then they send him over to New York for some reason. You, you know, you never, you don't get any more pre nine eleven than that. It's just somebody entering a plane with a, a minor. An unaccompanied minor entering a plane without knowing. You know, he's pretty... Clearly, idiocy runs in that family. And then, the idea that there's always the misunderstood outsider. And originally, it was the neighbor. That his only deal was that he shoveled snow. Yeah, well, I think... I, I do like Home Alone in this fact, in, the, in this thing where it's very... It's very from the point of view of a child. Uh, but it doesn't make its mind. I think that's my biggest problem. That they don't decide if he's just a child or if he's this guy who is way beyond his years in wisdom and wit and, you know, being all this, like, ingenious. Well, he has that sort of trickster thing that a lot of kid characters get. I did enjoy the slapstick of it. I yes. did enjoy, like, the... Although, like, considering it was pretty much so... It was pretty much so, like the whole thing of you have to grab a red hot um, door handle and then you fall on tar and then uh, uh, was it a spinning blade falls on your head and it's supposed to be funny. There's like fire, like one guy gets like fire to his head and like the the paint things that they he throws. And then they try to they try to do a Home Alone three. With a completely I'm, different kid. Home Alone, like Beethoven, it's one of those franchises that I think is in number 27 at this point. Like, But the, no one's really watching. Beethoven, the, 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 dog. the dog. I saw the first two. Me That's too. That's as far as I got. I went, I, I'm pretty sure I went to the first two as well. Yeah, but like the um, the Home Alone, I remember Home Alone 3, how disappointed I was. And I remember even, even back then, and I was really young, but even back then I was like, this is ridiculous. Because... The the thieves, the burglars in the first two films, it was very clear that they were idiots. Yeah. They barely knew what they were doing. But in the third film, we're talking about international thieves that broke into a military installation, stole military microchips worth millions of dollars, but then a kid beats them. And it was just like, why? But the good news is, in this case, they don't leave the child behind. The parents are there. They just leave him... Alone because he's sick with the measles, or I don't know what it was. The measles, no. Something. The measles. The plague. The pox. <laughs> he has the pox. <laughs> Before the house is burnt, let's just, let's just tell our child that we're just going to work when in, in fact, fact it... we're going to get shots because he <laughs> is dead soon. Happy They were not Christmas. thieves, they were hitmen from the parents. <laughs> yes. Do you sing Christmas carols? Not really. I don't do that well. I mean, I like uh, Silent Night as a song, both in English and Spanish. And They all I- have translations into Spanish, by the way. If you're listening to this and you're from the States, every single song you think is a tradition, we've taken it, we've made it into a Spanish song. Yeah, we well, we don't have uh, Grandma Got Run Over by, by a Reindeer. I've never heard that song, but I want to. <laughs> There's also the Red Shoes. Which is this Christmas story about this boy? It's a Christian. It's a Christian thing, uh, where it's this story of this boy. It's a song, um, sung by this Christian band, and the whole story. There's actually a movie out of this. The whole story is this kid goes to a man and he says, uh, "I need to buy these red shoes because my mom wants them, uh, but I can't afford them." So the man buys the red shoes for him, and the kid brings the shoes to his dying mother. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, Hallmark movie later on. And it's one of those things like, and then I learned that the spirit of Christmas was to do things for others and whatever. Um, yeah. That's yeah. all I have to say about the, the red shoes. I think that's all we have to say the about Christmas, Christmas movies in general. Clearly, not well, no. our favorite topic. Who are you? Who I, are you I love Christmas. I love cooking. You love cooking. I love, I love cooking. being with family. Yeah, I, I love, love cooking. I I think any excuse to... For, for the Christmas dinner I'm having uh, this Saturday, I'm making a cake. And Ooh, what's my the cake? plan is to make a pumpkin chocolate cake. So I'm going to make a pumpkin uh, cake layer, a chocolate cake layer, and then cover the whole thing. I don't know in what just now. It might be cheese, uh, cream cheese frosting. It Ooh. might be chocolate frosting. I don't know right now what I'm going to do as far as frosting goes, but, it, but uh, I'm going to bake a pumpkin cake and a chocolate cake, and then I'm going to layer them uh, somehow. And my friends, some of them are doing pasta, some of them are doing turkey, some of them are doing... Uh, salads, some of them are doing. So it's going to be fun on Saturday. I love how you have this kind of thing. I don't do this with my friends. I, I love potlucks. Really. Yeah, I don't like Christmas. I, I spend it with my family. We get on each other's nerves. I, <laughs> I drink while I cook. And then... The th- and then I drink while I eat. And then I drink and while then I, I drink eat. while I drink after and cooking. then at one o'clock it's like, I'm fucking off to bed. Because I've spent the whole day cooking. Yeah. Everyone else is doing nothing. And that's Christmas. I have to plan my my baking because, like, I need to bake the cakes uh, tomorrow. Because otherwise, I'm not going to have a cake or oven. Because I'm going to bake them at a friend's house. So then, I need to wrap those cakes uh, very well so they don't get dried out. And then on Friday, I'm probably going to be doing the frosting. But I'm not going to assemble the cake until Saturday before the party. So I need to plan that accordingly. You um, what was the best Christmas gift? Um, spending Christmas with my family in Spain. Oh. I got a gift, like, when I turned 15, because I was, like, I saw it coming, and it was like, my sister's going to get something special for her 15th, and why should she have all the fun? So when I turned 15, I was like, I want something special for my... And my father was visiting my grandmother, um, and I got to spend the, the Christmas at my, you know, my family's village, very small village in northern Spain. What's the name? Uh, Mendavia. Nobody's ever heard of it. No, it's, it's, it's tiny. It's like 2,000 people. And um, it was very nice. I got to see snow for the first time in my life, which was utterly magical. I did not know it snowed in Spain. Yes. Yes, a lot. Like, yeah, Madrid and, yeah. Yes. No, I didn't know. I'm sorry. Um, it's fine. You ignorant. Um, <laughs> you ignorant idiot. Thank you. But... Um, the point is that uh, it was really nice because I got to spend it with my grandmother. And I, for the first time, because I'm the son of immigrants, it was always four of us. It was just my dad, my mum, my sister and I. And then it was like a whole table of like 43 relatives. And it was just phenomenal. I thought it was great having so much family and the uh, present exchange. And there was the present exchange between the cousins. And then a present exchange between all these kinds of... And it was just wonderful. And then... And it was very nice too because I got to say... um, Because my... uh, My... uh, A month after I came back... My my grandmother was sick back then. But a month after I came back, she became desperately ill. And my father got to go back, but I, I didn't. But I got to say goodbye to her because she was like, yeah, it's... In a very Spanish way, she was just like, this is the last time I'm going to see you, so you take care of yourself, kid, and so on. And it was very sad, but it was also very sweet. What's her name? Uh, Okay. And yeah, so it was very pretty, and it was beautiful. And yeah. How about you? Your favourite Christmas? My favourite Christmas? Um, (laughs) I've had some some very amazing Christmases. I, I mean... Last, not last year, uh, the year before last, that was um, a great one because I had the dinner with my friends here and it went swimmingly. I didn't make a cake for that one. I made a mashed sweet potato with bacon because I was, I was having a rough time baking so I was like I don't want to mashed sweet potato with bacon that yeah. sounds glorious it, sounds, it, it was it was really good uh, and then so then I went I went to I went with my parents they were living in Rochester at the time still 
but then we went to New York for the actual holiday, and we we saw Cats. The that was which you love, which I love, even though the movie is giving me nightmares. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it, but just the thought of the movie. <laughs> um, and then it was just a really like small dinner that we had with uh, like Maria, her husband, and immediate family. Uh, you know, just like my sisters, in laws, and us. Uh, I also was talking every day to my boyfriend at the time, which was really nice. Oh. Uh, and then I ca- and, and and then I came back just in, like for several years. I hadn't been able to come back to spend uh, Reyes, you know, where we with my friends here. So it was it was bookended with friends, friends, and then family in the middle. So it was. Like a complete Christmas. Yes. Now, since this episode is the last one before 2020, do you have any New Year's resolutions? I don't do New Year's resolutions. Uh, Neither do I, but let's do one. Let's do one. Well, I want to lose three pounds. We should do. We should do something special for the anniversary of this, which is going to be around uh, March. Yeah, but it's a long way. It's a long way ahead. What What am I doing in January? Well. I'm like my goal, my short, uh, my short term comedy goal is to record uh, like a best of of my first ten years doing comedy, both in English and Spanish. Ooh, good. So I need to do. I need to somehow like get a some work to do. Camera it. crew, would and then like do our project of uh, Manus with Alex Guerrero and Jules. That's a good. Jude. That's a good resolution. I want to write a new hour of comedy. Nice from scratch. Good. Yes. I wrote the first hour in two years, so I think I could write my second hour in yeah. one year. I'm going to try. I'm yeah. going to give it to And you're not planning to record your first hour? Yes, but not until I have the second hour at least halfway done, so I can have half-hour shows. Okay. Like, I'm going to record the first hour, I'm going to see if anyone buys it, and if they don't, I'm just going to burn it and just put it on YouTube and see if, if anyone yeah. gives a fuck about it. And, uh, and then... After that, I need to have a good half hour of other stuff. Yeah, Yeah. of other stuff so I can still have shows. So let's start with half hour, but I want a half hour before July and then the other half hour before December. Awesome. That's going to be my 2020. Comedy goals. Comedy goals. I also want to bake a lot more. So that's also (coughs) my, my thing for 2020. So anywho, have a wonderful Christmas. Happy Christmas. I mean, I think by this point Hanukkah already happened. Hanukkah is on December the 22nd, so happy Hanukkah. Yes. Chag Sameach. However you happen to enjoy the holidays, I hope you enjoy them. Even if it's just you and a box of pizza and a movie. Oh, sounds great. I mean, I have friends who do that. I I would do it. I would do that. And that's it. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. See you next year. Thank you for stopping by. Uh, Happy New Year to you too, Luis Augusto. Happy New Year to you. You can find Luis Augusto everywhere at Mr. Drama, spelled out Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R. And you can find Martin Leon at Mintonorel everywhere. And you can find Mexicans everywhere Everywhere as well. Uh, Have a nice Christmas dinner and have a happy New Year and just stop me. So long. (laughs) Bye.